The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, beauties? This is the Bear of Texas. Welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC the Soccer Talk Discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today, once again, we step into the back-in-time machine, going back to the 2018 World Cup. Ladies and gentlemen, today, I will talk about the round of 16 clash between France and Argentina, a game that will go down forever as one of the greatest World Cup knockout games ever. Man, it was... It's been almost three years since then, and to be honest, even like today, I still remember it as if it was yesterday, but I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be the rest of my life. Like, the rest of my life, I'm going to tell everybody, I remember this game like it was yesterday because it was a very special day. Man, what a match. And who would have thought France and Argentina in the round of 16? France, you know, beginning a new golden generation. Filled with talent, you know, young talent, you know, a generation that's going to last for the next like 10 years or so. A young Kylian Mbappe, who was just a teenager at the time. I mean, wow. Wow, wow, wow. But what's special about this game? You know, honestly, the fact that France squared off against Argentina in the round of 16, France really needed it, okay? They needed to be challenged, and to be honest, the fact that France overcame such a tough challenge was amazing, okay? Because as I start this, yeah, I do always have to go back to the group stage, okay? Now, I'm not going to go too deep with France and with Argentina, but let's remember, France had a very disappointing group stage campaign, a 2-1 to win over Australia, a 1-0 win against Peru, and a 0-0 draw against Denmark. So that's where it ends for France as far as their group stage campaign goes. Now for Argentina, I will have to go a little bit longer, but you know what? Don't worry. I will I will get straight to the point. Argentina's opening game against Iceland. Iceland making their debut. Argentina couldn't get it done against Iceland. And what really rubs salt in the wound for all the Argentines out there? And you know, and believe it or not, it really hurts my heart talking about this because a good friend of mine and a mentor 
that I went to school with. He was a he was my tutor and you know mentor and friend. You know when, when we took a history cl- class together. If you're listening to this, buddy, I'm not gonna mention your name, but bless your heart. Hope all's doing well for you, buddy. But anyway, Argentina, you know, suffering a one-one draw against Iceland was really. It was bad enough, but again, what rubbed salt into the wound was the fact that Lionel Messi had a penalty. Okay, Argentina was was awarded a penalty, but Lionel Messi was denied. Like he didn't simply just miss the shot; his shot was blocked by the Icelandic goalkeeper. I mean, that's that's brutal. I mean, coming into this game, Argentina was not at the top of their game. Argentina had qualified for the World Cup. But in their case, their qualification came down to the very last game of qualification. I believe it was a game. Against, I believe it was against Ecuador, if I'm correct. I don't quite remember who it was uh, exactly. I just remember my friend, who I just talked about, was excited and he was hoping for the best. You know, he he's, he loves. He's a soccer enthusiast, just like my other good friend and mentor, Steve. You know, he used to play soccer. You know, and, and he tells the story how you know. The 1978 World Cup in Argentina, when Argentina won it, I mean, how how it, it impacted him. I mean, these two dudes, this dude and Steve, I mean, they're, they're like the best guys to talk soccer with. I, I'm not even kidding. But anyway, so Argentina suffers a 1-1 draw, okay? But it didn't end there, okay? Because in their second game, a 3-0 loss to Croatia. I mean, at that point, there was, you know, strong speculation that Argentina was going to crash out of the group stage. And had that happened, it would have been the first time since 2002 that Argentina had failed to make it out of the group stage. Now, Argentina was able to actually pick up the win against Nigeria, which actually allowed them which allowed them to advance to the knockout stage. Personally, I feel like this game, like that game, Argentina versus Nigeria, the winner of the match obviously would qualify for the knockout stage. It was, you know, in the 14th minute, Lionel Messi had finally found the back of the net. But then not lo- and then in the first, within the first six minutes of the second half, uh, Moses scored on a penalty. And, you know, and I remember that backflip celebration that he did was just absolutely amazing. Then Marcus Rojo gave Argentina a late goal with less than five minutes left in the game. I mean, Argentina had survived by the skin of their teeth, okay? So... The day we find out of the round of 16 draw, I find out that France is playing Argentina. Of course, I contact my good friend, and, he, and we basically both say, well, no matter what happens, it's going to happen, and don't worry. We're still, we'll still be cool. No hard feelings. But I was confident that France had won. I was confident, obviously, that France would win. Okay, but obviously, a, a, a lot of people did, in fact, pick Argentina to win the game, because while France... Basically, now both teams had talent. You know, aside from Messi, there was Sergio Aguero, Angel Di Maria, Marcus Rojo, just to name a few. I mean, Argentina had talent, okay? But, you know, and of course they had experience and they, they did have a respectable amount of discipline. But, you know, their mentality and their, you know, was just, you know, was the cause for concern. Like, they were unable to get the job done right. And if they got the job, job done right, more often than not, it was not in convincing fashion. Honestly, coming to this game, and when I did a preview about this game, I said two things can happen in this game. Well, there's two things that we're going to see. A, we're going to see France versus Lionel Messi. Or two, we're going to see France versus Argentina. And my point in this case is, will Argentina be able to play well and function as a team? Will there be that team chemistry coming together and taking full effect? 
Well, in this particular game, France versus Argentina, Argentina did, in fact, play as a team. They did their best, okay? It's just unfortunate for them. France was able to rally back and also play as a team themselves and win the game. But I'm happy to say that this game was really hard fought. I mean, you got to give Argentina all the credit, really. Uh, all the credit you can, not all the credit, honestly. I guess what I'm trying to say is Argentina deserves respect for that performance. It's, it's a shame they were knocked out in the round of 16, but Argentina never gave up. Never. And that's what I told my friend, basically, my Argentine friend. I said, well, basically, and, he, and, he, and he, he was pretty much like, you know, I never thought of it like that, but Alex, he, said, he told me that how, how right I was, that I was absolutely right. Because like I said, either France versus Argentina or France versus Messi, because we've seen the times where Messi has to carry the team. And I said, well, there's no reason for him to carry the team because Argentina has talent. So this game... I just couldn't tell you how, how excited I was. But what I should really stress out to you folks is I was pretty freaking nervous about this game. You know, <laughs> of course, some people ask me, as Alex, is it really worth it to be nervous about a game? I'm like, well, this isn't just a sports game. This is the World Cup. This is international soccer. And when you have European blood like me, you're a strong supporter of the French national team. This is more than a game. I mean, it's like, you know, telling, you know, Brazilian supporters when Brazil plays, you know, an arc rival like Argentina or Germany or Italy, you know, a, another national team that they have history with, it's not just a game. I mean, even in friendly exhibition games, it's not just a game. It's more than that. It's pride. It's pride. That's what it's all about. It's about the pride. But, man. You know what's amazing is that I still had confidence in France, okay? Of course, I always do. But I told everybody that there's no way France is going to be able to slide past Argentina just like that. But anyway, this game, it was in attendance of nearly 43,000. It was in Kazan, Russia. Of course, remember the World Cup that summer was, in fact, in Russia. It was a great tournament, by the way, overall. France did go, of course, went on to win it all. But this game for, with Argentina, you know, I believe this this was probably I believe this was the first time since it has to be at least the seventies since France and Argentina actually had a World Cup clash. I mean, I, honestly, in my lifetime, I don't remember France and Argentina going at it in a World Cup game. I know they had a friendly, uh, I think, in twenty eleven where Argentina actually took the win. But this this was a huge game. Of, you know, I mean, this was a game you know watched all over the world. I mean. This was a game, the kind of game that that would put butts on the seat, that would glue eyeballs to the TV screen. You wouldn't even want to get up. No matter how, even if the game was scoreless, anything could happen, you just could not get up. You just got to keep your focus out of this game. So the game goes, and France, not surprisingly, starts off, you know, with, with a smooth rhythm, you know, dribbling the ball around, penetrating through the Argentine defense in midfield, getting some passes, you know. Argentina, of course, you know, doing a, a little bit of work on their own, you know, taking the ball, you know, penetrating as well. But then around the around the 10-minute mark, France begins to switch to a hard-working form. When France had that free kick and Antoine Griezmann nearly, nearly scored the opening goal off of a free kick, but the ball hit the hit the top uh, bar. I mean, it was this it was super close. Antoine Griezmann kicked the ball well. The ball just, just hit the. Th I mean, it, it was honestly, it was a frustrating moment. I mean, I remember, you know, you know, uh, hitting my, uh, hitting myself, you know, on the freaking legs. You know, sometimes it's sort of frustrating. You know, you do that. You're like, you, you curse. You say, you know, God darn it. You know, this that should have been a a, good, a goal. 
But anyway, but there was a bright side. At least France is threatening. They're maintaining some ball control. They're really giving Argentina a hard time. But then again, you know, what good is that if you're not scoring any goals, right? But it was only 10 minutes, so there's plenty of time, and France can still take care of this. I mean, I mean, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen nothing yet. And then all of a sudden, you know, this had already started. Kylian Mbappe, right from the get-go, starts showing off his incredible, unique speed. All of a sudden, he intercepts the ball. France launches a counterattack. Kylian Mbappe sprints 70 yards the other way towards the Argentina goal. Marcus Rojo and all the other Argentine players struggling to catch up to him. But Marcus Rojo does, and Marcus Rojo, well, certainly it was a mistake, but it's argued that Marcus Rojo did what he had to do because it, it seemed to be the only way to stop Kylian Mbappe. But it was a crucial mistake because Marcus Rojo took Mbappe down and fouled him in the penalty box. The referee blew the whistle and pointed to the spot, and France was given a penalty. To be honest, there was some debate on Twitter. Like, after the game, I really saw that people were saying that Marcus Rojo took him down cleanly. Look, I don't think it was a dirty hit. It was It was definitely... Okay, if people are saying that Marcus Rojo did a dirty tackle, like, no, it was not a dirty... It was not a dirty one. I mean, it was a little bit risky because, you know, Mbappe was so fast and Rojo, you know, sprinted, you know, did his best to take him down and took him down that way out of desperation. You know, sometimes, you know, players do that. Like, they do that out of desperation, especially when the player who has the ball, like Kylian Mbappe, who, again, has unique speed. You know, he's tremendous. He's just super fast. But anyway, I mean, Rojo did what he had to do to stop the play. But unfortunately, there was dire consequences. So France has awarded the penalty, and who's going to take it? None other than, of course, Antoine Griezmann. 13th minute, Antoine Griezmann successfully converts the penalty, and France has a one nothing lead. Well, here we go. So now the question is, will Argentina be able to recover? Will France be able to double the lead, maybe triple it, and, and, and put the game away? Well, all these questions, the fact that they're unanswered, th that only means one thing, folks. That there is still a whole game left to play. It was only the 13th minute. So for the next 30 minutes or so, both teams are just kind of fighting back and forth, you know, dribbling, the, you know, getting the ball around, you know, penetrating each other, you know, completing some passes, you know, just looking for ways to score. France had threatened again several times. I mean, another, uh, you know, Fr France, you know, got, you know, there was another questionable play where uh, I think it was Olivier Giroud that was taken down. And France, you know, probably, you know, France were really calling for another penalty, but the, the referee wa would wave that one off. You know, Argentina all of a sudden, you know, threatening to, you know, launching threats of their own. I mean, both teams are fighting at this point. But things go quiet despite the threats and everything. The game's relatively quiet until Angel Di Maria does something super amazing. I mean, even for me, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't help but applaud that because, you know, even though it, it put the game, you know, one-to-one, -one, you know, and France's lead was gone... Still, it was that kind of play that just, yo, you, you couldn't, you, 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 how could you not be impressed, basically? Angel Di Maria's goal, man, from 30 yards away, too. That is the longest range, you know, that, that was actually the, you know, coming after that, it was the longest range of a goal scored at the 2018 World Cup. And, of course, Opta Joe mentioned, you know, puts the words, so far. Because what happened later in this game, well, I'm not sure if it was a, if it, if it was a longer distance, but... If that if if Angel Di Maria's goal was considered for goal of the tournament, what happened later, well, that really changed it. 
So, after that, it's 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 halftime. It's one to one. Now we've certainly got a game. So, the second half begins. Now the second half starts in a, in a different way. Now all of a sudden it's Argentina that's dominating. France now looking lost, looking like they've lost their touch. How they're not focused anymore. Like they let that equalizer get into their head. And when Argentina, off of a mistake from the French players that you know bounced off of you know another player, Hugo Lloris never had a chance to save it. Argentina has a two to one lead, and that's three minutes into the second half. Now I'm I was certainly getting frustrated. I mean, if you think I was frustrated, you, sh- you should have seen how my dad how, how my dad was reacting. <laughs> you know what? What's so hilarious too is my cat hissed. I sw- I swear to you, I am not blowing smoke up your butt, ladies and gentlemen. My cat hissed when Argentina took the lead. I kid you not. But anyway, Argentina has the lead, and now. The question is, how can France come back? Because France is known for crumbling under pressure, for not getting their mindset the right way, for not get, for not getting in their element here. So the game goes on. France still all of a sudden, and then France all of a sudden starts putting the rhythm back together. They're taking the ball. They're sprinting down the field. I mean, Mbappe still running down. You know, Blaise Matuidi, Pogba, you know, N'Golo Kanté. You know, that unique French dynamic midfield that we saw in 2018. You know, kind of doing their thing. Starting to create some spaces, create some chances. Griezmann, Giroud, Mbappe are, you know, taking the ball and, you know, threatening, but nothing's working so far. And then we go, you know, we're past the, and then we're getting past the 50th mark, okay? Now keep on, and then, now now we're going to the, you know, in the 57th minute, this is where the magical moment happened. I mean, that's what made Angel Di Maria's goal. You know, this particular goal really gave it a run for its money. I'm not going to say it made Angel Di Maria's goal worthless. I'm not going to say it didn't make it mean anything. I mean, Di Maria's goal was still unique, but what we saw was unique also. So it's nine minutes later. I remember Blaise Matuidi has the ball, making, you know, sprinting really hard, you know, trying to get away from all the Argentine players. Makes a pass, and then Luca Hernandez gets it, but then the Argentine players get well organized around the goal. So Luca Hernandez does a backwards pass to Benjamin Pavard, who just kicks the ball back into the direction from which it came from, s- flies so fast, sails right into the goal. The Argentine goalkeeper did not have a chance. But I give the Argentine goalkeeper credit because he tried to stop it, but it, the ball must have gone so fast, he, 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 he couldn't even tell that if it was coming towards his direction. I mean, the ball just, have, just flew so fast. You know, even as a joke, I'll even say... If there, if there had not been a net right there, the ball that Benjamin Pavard kicked almost three years ago would still be flying today. <laughs> that's just how that's just how amazing the ball was kicked. It's two to two. Benjamin Pavard, who just a few weeks ago was not known by the by the by most of the French national team fans. I mean, personally, I didn't know anything about him. To be honest, and as I mentioned when I did the episode about France versus Belgium, I questioned why is this dude? Why was this dude selected over Luca Dini or some other dudes who had experience? But then I understood. Well, he's a young player. He's talented. So we might as well get these young players, you know, these young talented players, some experience, so we can build up the golden generation for years to come. Again, I did mention we have to understand while sometimes we don't agree with Didier Deschamps' conservative managing tactics, we have to understand Deschamps knows what he's doing. So, and Pavard had actually been doing a good job at since, you know, playing solidly on defense, you know, he too has speed, 
great kicking abilities. I mean, the dude's pretty good. I mean, he plays for Bayern Munich now. At the time, he was playing for Stuttgart. And I swear, after the 2018 World Cup, there was a bit of a rumor that Tottenham was actually interested in him, but nothing ever came out of that. I guess we can still say... I guess we can say that that's certainly dead in the water, but anyway. So Pavard scores magnificently. And for those of you who watched this game, you remember how how the goal went. I mean, you're probably feeling nostalgic right now. I mean, the hair is standing up in the back of your neck right now. I mean, you're getting goosebumps. That goal by Pavard went on to be the goal of the tournament. Just absolutely amazing. And Pavard said in the post-game interview that he learned that when the ball is kicked towards you, you kick it back into the direction from which it came from. And that's exactly what he did. So he took a, light, he took a lesson that he, that he learned when he was training, and he did it, and it worked. It's 2-2 two to two France. Argentina is frustrated right now. Absolutely frustrated. But now we get seven minutes later. The dude who, who's been wreaking havoc the entire game with his speed, with his c- dribbling skills, his control of the ball, Kylian Mbappe nets the ball in. It's 3-2 to two for France. 64th minute. But he's not done yet, folks. Because four minutes later, he has another one. He scores a brace. It's 4-2 to two France. Goodness gracious, I mean, Kylian Mbappe was 19 years old at the time. He already scored in the group stage, okay? But now he scores two goals in the round of 16 against a heavyweight like Argentina. I mean, this dude is really getting his name out there. I swear, Alex Morgan, the superstar for the U.S. women's national team, she even sent out a tweet expressing how impressed she was, even going to, even going to say, take a bow, Kylian Mbappe. I mean, Kylian Mbappe had just caught everyone's attention. I mean, his name was trending on Twitter, okay? You know, much like Angel Di Maria with, with that magnificent goal, and of course, Benjamin Pavard's goal, who again, you know, still talked about today heavily. Well, well to be honest, it'll, it'll be talked about forever. It was the goal of the tournament. Those were unique, but then Mbappe, you know, puts his name out there. Just unbelievable. And Mbappe scoring twice, okay? He was the first teenager to score at least twice in a World Cup game since Pele did it in 1958. Okay? And... Must I remind you folks that in the World Cup final, Kylian Mbappe became the second teenager to score in a World Cup final since Pele? I mean, a lot of people were actually on Twitter saying, is this some sort of reincarnated form of Pele? (laughs) I guess people were just so impressed that maybe people were speechless, or maybe some people were just like, this is just unbelievable. I mean, it doesn't matter what they were saying. The fact is, Mbappe had impressed the hell out of everybody, and... The question is, is how are you, how could you not be impressed? You know, and to be honest, while I was already a huge fan of Mbappe, I didn't, I didn't put out these heavy expectations on him. I thought, okay, well, if he scores a goal or two, you know, now and if we make the World Cup final, that'll be respectable. But he did do more than that. It's 4-2, to two, and now it really seems that the game is over. Argentina's just, you know, they're not giving up. They're still they're doing their best, but but we know that they're frustrated as hell. You know, and they're, they're two goals down, and there's only about 25 minutes left to play. Well, well that was after Mbappe's first goal. I mean, it was in his, the second goal was in the 68th minute, so now there's 20 minutes left. So Argentina doing their best, but the French defense, you know, that's just so, so pumped up and fresh. I mean, they're just kind of like thwarting every attempt that Argentina launches. I mean, France is basically at this point, France has Argentina's number. 
and Argentina can't find a way to penetrate. They can't, they can't they can't get they, they can't basically put the ball ball in the back of the net. France is too tough at this point. I mean, there's no there's no getting past them. But then, third minute of stoppage time, we this is the proof that Argentina had not given up because Sergio Aguero, who came in, who actually surprisingly was not in the starting lineup at this game. You know that really because when I saw that when I saw the lineups, you know much like a lot of people, I was actually shocked that Sergio Aguero was not in the lineup. But anyway, off of a particular play, you know I think on a free kick, Argentina, you know he basically you know nets the ball you know off of a header. It's four to three you now. He picks up the ball you know tells his players come on come on come on come on let's go let's go let's go. Now it's deep into stoppage time, but in stoppage time, you never know when that when the final whistle is going to be blown. So now all of a sudden, Argentina might have a little bit of light left. But now France is under tremendous pressure because <laughs> because when France allows a goal, when they have the lead and Fran- France allows a goal in stoppage time, I mean, you never know if the team can fall completely apart because that's certainly possible. So France has the ball and then, all of a- and then Argentina tr- tries, you know, one more time to perhaps, well, I don't know what I should say, to, per- to perhaps, you know, Pull off a miracle, maybe I should say. But it does not happen. France wins 4-3. Argentina's out of the World Cup. You know, as happy as I was for this game, I was a little bit heartbroken because of my good friend and my mentor. But when I talked to him, he basically said, well, congratulations, France was the better team. You know, France played fair and square, you know. And even he expressed his his how impressed he was with Kylian Mbappe. I mean, he even messaged me saying, "Alex, are we sure this dude's 19 years old? Because he doesn't play like he's 19." He said, "I am pretty sure he's 19 years old." I said, "He's just uh, Kylian Mbappe is just one of those dudes who's a super rare, unique talent. I mean, you'll never see a player like him ever again. Every player is unique and talented in their own way. Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi." You know the Brazilian, the Brazilian Ronaldo, Zinedine Zidane, Thierry Henry. You know, and today Mbappe, Erling Haaland. Everybody's different. Everybody's talented, but in their own way. And the fact that and Mbappe's second goal. I mean, the fact that Giroud provided the assist. You know, that's brilliant teamwork. That's the brilliant team chemistry that France desperately needs in order to win games and win the World Cup. Because coming to that game. I questioned France's mentality. I questioned their team chemistry. But when I saw Lucas Hernandez provide the assist to Pavard, and then I saw Olivier Giroud provide the assist to Mbappe, and when I saw the, the French midfield, you know, creating penetration, creating some scoring chances, you know, passing the ball to their strikers and their forward, that's team chemistry right there, folks. But stat-wise, man, Argentina 512 passes, France only had 344. I mean, Argentina was just you know giving, and France never, never even had a, never even had a corner of this game. Never. Both teams, you know, total shots, you know, combined nineteen total shots. You know, uh, Argentina maintained more longer ball possession and, and control, but again, you know, like I said, you know, they just couldn't really take take advantage of that because uh, the French defense, you know, was becoming solid. That they were just they were there but France did have a big chance that was missed i mean th- that was that must have been the free the free kick that Antoine Griezmann Antoine Griezmann's uh, free kick that hit the freaking bar but, you know and Argentina had 21 total crosses that were successful 
Excuse me. Actually, actually no. Argentina had 21 total crosses, only two which 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 were successful. While France had six crosses, and only two were successful. So, and looking at the duels, the tackle accuracy, man. You know, France six 57 successful duels, and Argentina had 61. I mean, th- these dudes were fighting. But the French defense: 12 interceptions, four blocks, 22 clearances. And only one save from Hugo Luis. I mean, the French defense was, well, can't say rock, rock solid because remember, those th- three goals total. I mean, especially that, that final goal. But Fran- the French defense just somehow still, like, boom. Doing their best, like, not giving up. Showing some discipline in this game. Man, eight yellow cards issued, dude. Eight ye- yellow cards. Just unbelievable. You know, and you know, within the last like 15 minutes of the game, you know, you know, Didi Deschamps made a couple of substitutions. You know, Kylian Mbappe was actually substituted out of the game. You know, Florian Tovin, who plays for Marseille, came in. Nabil Fakir replaced Antoine Griezmann, and I thought that was actually a good move. Okay, I mean, it's it's four to two, and Didi Deschamps knows that that his squad has a comfortable lead. So let's bring in a couple of the guys, let them get a little bit of playing time. So, but man. <laughs> This game was part of me. I mean, I got messages. I mean, I got a little bit deluged because you know I had to go to work after that, <laughs> and I guess some of the dudes I've been working with, you know, were on social media looking up the news. I mean, a lot of the dudes you know who follow sports, you know, got the updates, and they 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 were all asking me, "How hey Alex, how happy are you?" I'm just like, guys, I'm really happy, but you know, for now, I'm here to work, so let's do this. <laughs> it's basically, I was kind of a mindset, you know. I celebrated already. Now, now I'm ready to work. But man, and I just, I'm just so amazed that one game like this is in the round of 16, and it, it turns out to be just a very entertaining game. Not the only one of the tournament, but I just never would have imagined Fran- the Fran- the Fran- excuse me, the France and Argentina game, round of 16, being as wild as this one went. Just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And France went on to win the win the whole thing. They played uh, Uruguay in the next game, played Belgium, who, who with again you know one of the most hard fought, iron rock solid games I'd ever seen. But man, but France, France, this game in particular, France beating Argentina, France had finally showed the team that they are. Because again, in the group stage, they were awful. I mean, two wins and one draw. I mean, you know, seven points and win, winning the group, but it, it gets you know. A group, you know, that had you know Australia, Peru, and Denmark. France was just so horrible in the group stage. But then all of a sudden, they explode. They play magnificently against Argentina. That's basically what the world wants to see. This is what makes them a respectable and worthy contender for the World Cup title. Could it be that maybe France just didn't take the group stage seriously? Then all of a sudden, they're playing Argentina. They're like, okay, well now we got to be serious, and they win the game. Maybe that's the case, but for me, I just told my dad, well, now we say screw the group stage, forget about the group stage, we're not on the group stage anymore. France is now playing better in the games that matter, okay? But sometimes, keep in mind, the group stage matters because you got to play well to advance in the knockout stage. But the bottom line is, this game, this is where we saw France make a sudden transition to the team that they truly were, to playing with that talent and all the hype they had. I mean, that French team was loaded. They finally played correctly. That team chemistry was getting through. They were scoring goals. They were playing as a, 
as a team. They were playing soccer, to put it mildly. And that's how France was able to defeat Uruguay, defeat Belgium, and defeat Croatia to take home their second title and win the title for the first time in 20 years. Damn, it felt good. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me. Tune in next time as I will talk about France versus Brazil in the 2006 World Cup quarterfinals clash. Thank you. Y'all take care now. Goodbye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.